It's really been no secret that for almost five years now, we have been nearly entirely listener-supported. And maybe you wanted to help out with that support, but Patreon is not really your thing or even a monthly commitment. Well, we're trying something new for 2020, and that is a monthly donation drive. And since we never like asking something for nothing, we're offering a special thank you for any donation of $2 or more. This month, our thank you is the exclusive episode from 2014 featuring Dengar. This is the episode we recorded as a fundraiser for our 2014 Artmore project, and it features that very recognizable bounty hunter from The Empire Strikes Back. If you want to learn more about how you can get this thank you gift and help support the show, visit newsas.com and look for the January 2020 donation drive link and image featuring Dengar on the right side of the page. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details. You never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Hello, welcome to this special episode of Star Wars in Character where we finally talk about the rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker? And that's Tim. We all know Tim. <laughs> we love him. I was trying to do the massive popcorn voice, and as as it came out, I guys, I just, I literally just woke up like 15 minutes ago. We're doing this early morning for me, and uh, and it came out. I sort of sounded like like a happy Palpatine. Well, I want to just ask Tim, since you just rolled out of bed, how how dressed are you? I, you know what, it, here, this is the funny thing. We tried to do this show yesterday. Yes, and well, today's New Year's Day, if anyone wants to know what day it is. Okay. All is quiet on New Year's Day. Um, I tried, We tried to do this, this show yesterday, and uh, I was fully dressed. And Eric, was Eric Moore, who was our guest. Hey, let's say hello to Eric Moore as we tell the story. Yes. Hello, chaps. Hello. Um, I was trying to keep quiet then. I, I was I was waiting for my entrance, so to speak. Yeah. And Tim, no, no, no. no. I'm, I'm trying to hold, hold back the, uh, the 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 laughter. Go, go on, Tim. Carry on. So, Eric Moore just assumed that Chris and I both do this in the nude. Mm. And <laughs> well, that's why I was. Yeah. Well, I literally just woke up like 15 minutes ago. So, I, I mean, I'm not in the nude. But I am wearing my skivvies. Oh. And uh, and an Iron Maiden t-shirt. So. Well, I, I'm yep. going to say this, and I I am actually dressed here. I had to take the daughter to work, so that's the only reason why I'm dressed. Mm. I've it. seen the girl she works with. I would be the other. I would be I would be wearing even less. Yeah, there, there's a few there. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. But yeah, Eric Moore's with us. Eric, Eric welcome hey. to the show. Hello, thank you very much. Uh, very pleased to be here. Awesome. I, uh, <clears throat> the, the, the main reason, uh, well, I mean, we've, Eric is a good friend of ours, and uh, we've been on his show many times. He's never been on Star Wars in character. Nope. Um, but I, I, I noticed a Facebook post where you actually went to the theater to see this, mm-hmm. and uh, I was surprised because I know you're, even though you're a movie guy, you're not necessarily a theater guy. Absolutely not. No, no. Um, yeah, I've ranted about this on, on, you know, effectively speaking, quite a few times. And anybody out there, and I know there are people out there listening to this, 
our ex-projectionists, Chris, Tim, yourself, you know, you know, life in the cinema is a very uh, privileged job because you can get to watch films without the public. And um, when you're used to having that, and also, um, you know, Dave, if you're listening, Matt, if you're listening, you know, you know, when you're a projectionist, not only are you trying to show the films, you're trying to watch a film and watch for problems. So all the while you're watching the film, you're looking for a problem visually, but also audibly. So you're trained to any sound that's not meant to be there you focus on so when i go to the cinema and watch it with the public any rustle of popcorn any 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 little murmur i'm taken out of the film so i only go and see films the big films is that's the only time i ever go and see films the big event films that's the only time i go in these days what was what was the last movie you saw in the theater other than rise of skywalker uh avengers endgame okay okay that was the last one yeah it's the ones that i think I, I need to see them on the big screen. Everything else, I'll wait for Blu-ray because it's so much cheaper to just buy it on Blu-ray and then you've got an investment. You can watch it anytime you like and you haven't got the bloody public around <laughs> you, you know. Um, so, yeah, no, yeah, I did. I, I went two days ago, so it's still kind of fresh in my mind. And you, and you only saw it once, I'm guessing, right, Eric, so far? I only saw it once and that's that, that's fine. I only need to see it once and I was very pleased. We've got a new cinema open in town um called uh, picture house which is more of the art house side of cine world which is the big cinema chain that we've got over here in the uk and uh yeah much more professional than the shoebox multiplexes that you get you know it's right. uh, there's actually thought gone into it very impressed i've only been a couple of times now but after Avengers Endgame, I actually asked to speak to the duty manager and I said, look, I used to be a projectionist. Every time I go to the cinema, it winds me up because there's always a problem because they don't have projectionists now. A manager does it. Yeah. Um, so there's always a problem. The house lights don't come up at the end or it doesn't switch to 3D or it's too loud or there's lamps out and stuff. But it was perfect when I went to see Avengers Endgame and two <coughs> days ago. It was brilliant. I went there. It, it, I was very surprised. It had moved down into one of the smaller of their auditoriums. Um, oh. And there was only about 20 people in there. Um, apart oh. from one like eight-year-old girl, they were all like middle-aged men. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I, I see a lot of YouTube things, and I hear you guys when you're talking. The, the, the American way of seeing a film is not the British way of seeing a film. The British way of a film, because we're British, you never get clapping. You never get hollering. You never get, you know, whoops or anything. It's absolute silence. You know? Wow. And, okay. that's, and that's how it was um, two days ago. And, you know, the only rustles there were with a bit of popcorn and that. But you don't, unless it's a, 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 a horror film or a comedy film, you don't get audience participation to the film. The audience doesn't react. The English are very reserved. You know, it's our nature to be. And when you watch a film... It is silence, or it should be silence, you know, um, if, if you haven't got an idiot on a mobile phone or whatever, you know. And it was very good. Two days ago, there was just the odd rustle of popcorn. Everyone watched it in silence. I know that's not the American way, <laughs> but that's the way it is over here. Tim, we, I, I hate to say this, I mean, Tim. we... I, I think we, I saw more than you, I think, Timmy, so far. You've seen it three times, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've only seen it twice, so twice on opening night. I went and saw the fan event, uh, which, you know, the only thing about the fan event is you got a pin and popcorn. Uh, there was nothing, nothing else special about it. So the fan event, and then 
immediately after, because uh, I have I have the Regal Cinema Unlimited, the subscription, where you can literally go to movies all day, every day, for one low, low price. Uh, and uh, so I, I just got on my phone and just got a ticket for the next uh, the next screening and went straight over that straight over that theater and went, so watched a second time. But I have not seen it in the theater. I I should say I haven't seen it since opening night. Right. Well, I'm with Tim. I I saw the fan film event. Oh, I think it was on a Thursday night. Ours was at five o'clock, which was great. It was early as hell. Yeah. Um, with Eric, like on the first viewing. Yes, people were applauding, people were clapping, standing up, cheering when, when people were, were on screen and shit was happening. There was a lot of um, participation. Then I saw it on Saturday night with the whole entire family. Well, <clears throat> fan film was just was um, me and Luke, my son. Then on that Saturday, it was the whole family, me, the wife, the daughter, and the son. And then I just saw it yesterday in the 4K experience. And uh, Tim, before I, we were talking and recording, I talked to Eric for a little bit. And you you've been to these 4K things. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen shit movies in these as, as, as the Regal 4DX. Yeah, I saw Angry Birds 2 on 4DX. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? We I told Eric <clears throat> it was the greatest movie experience in my life. And it's because it was Star Wars. If it was Angry Birds 2, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've seen, no. I've seen Angry Birds 2 <laughs> Lion King and Rambo, the the last Rambo movie in 4DX. That would have been cool, but th- it's pricey. It's like twenty five bucks. It's it is expensive. I told you, we uh, where Chris and I grew up, we had a or we have a there's a there's a um, amusement park called Dorney Park, and when we were younger, we'll say early nineties, it cost twenty dollars twenty twenty to twenty five dollars to go there all day long to yeah. ride. Roller coasters. How much was your 4DX movie ticket? It was 24 and some change. So it was 20. I rounded it up to 25 hours. <laughs> it cost the same amount as it did to get into Doherty Park 30 years ago. So to go see this one two and a half movie as it cost to ride the laser, the Hercules, the Hercules. Enterprise, yeah, Enterprise, all those rides, all all those years ago. But I was I was telling Tim, it was it was. Phenomenal lightsabers, blasters. When it was up on screen, the air shot past your ears. Luke, I never seen Luke smile for two and a half hours straight. <laughs> he was loving it. It was moving. It was tilting. It was it was misty. I, I told Eric, I got to wear. I'm usually t shirt and shorts guys constantly. I got to wear three pair of pants and two jackets because it was so cold in there when the wind was blowing and you were all wet. It was chilly as anything in there. <laughs> Yeah, it was things, so great. It, it, it squirts, squirts water on you. Yeah, and it was, and you could turn the water off and on. And I said, I'm fucking, I, I want this water on. I want it. I want just the full <laughs> experience. No, but, face, neck, and chest. Oh yeah. my, Tim! It was. I'm telling you right now. Like, if there's like a superhero movie coming out, if if they re-release whatever Superman or Die Hard or something classic and this kind of stuff, I'll do it for the big kick-ass films that I would love to see. Someone- experience that. Someone posted on our thing when when you posted that. Someone said that uh, uh, they saw it on Gremlins. It was on Ted Dastic, yeah. He yeah, yeah. Which I was uh, I was thinking, wow, like, where did he go? So they were showing the old Gremlins movie in the four four DX, whatever it's called. Yeah, Tim, I loved it. Yeah. It was it was it was because it was Star Wars. It, it was a fantastic experience, and I'm glad I did it. I'm not Chris. going. To, 
Angry Birds three. I'm not seeing that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris, you know, you said about you know when they're in the forest, you that there was the smell of pine. Yeah. Yes. Well, was there a smell when Harrison Ford appeared? And what did he smell? <laughs> it was pure gold. I could smell gold. <laughs> okay. Gold uh, in America smells like a rotting corpse. <laughs> <laughs> I could smell tears coming down my um, cheeks, actually, when that scene came up. Yeah. So it's salt. You could smell I could salt. smell salt, yes. Salt. I, 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 smell, no. I smelled salt. Okay. All right. So, well, right, sorry, so- I want to say something first, though. Like, if, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. You, you weren't... And and if you don't want to talk about it, it's totally fine. Force Awakens and Last Jedi. All right, um, Force <laughs> Awakens. <laughs> Force Awakens, I enjoyed, and I would have enjoyed it more if Disney had had more balls and did something other than remake A New Hope. Okay. Right. All right. Um, didn't like Last Jedi at all. That's Did not like it. That's what I at thought. All. Okay. Um, so yeah, when I went into this, I I I, I went in with very low uh, expectations um i kind of had gathered from you know grumblings I, I i didn't i didn't avoid spoilers but on the other hand i didn't seek them out but there i i got a feeling that it was going to be some sort of like resetting because jj abrahams was back and would he do or undo the stuff that ryan johnson had done in the last one so i went into it thinking well it could it that could be problematical um but when I watched it, I went in not with, with, with not in much in the way of expectation, but I, I I didn't dislike it as much as I thought I was going to. All okay. right, okay. And I, I I'm surprised that I was actually moved by quite a few things that are in it. Okay, okay. I still got problems with it. I mean, we'll talk about this shortly. But um, yeah, you know, it, I I feel it's far too far too long to begin with. And an awful lot of it doesn't hold together, you know. Um, it's yeah. Before I saw it, my son, my son had already seen it two times, and the first time he saw it, he said, um, "I think I enjoyed it, but I've got to see it again to see if I did enjoy it." And okay. to which I say, "That film has failed because if you've enjoyed a film, you know you're enjoying it while you're watching it." And I said to him at the time because we've been watching The Mandalorian, we know we're enjoying it. We don't need to see an episode of The Mandalorian again to know that we enjoyed it. And the measure of a very good film and a very good TV show, and this happened in episode eight of Mandalorian, is as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, I want to watch this bit again. You know, that's my measure of a good film. So, yeah, so my son was like, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know if it is a good film. I want to see it again. I, I've got views on it, and we'll talk about it shortly, okay? But I want to view it again because I know as I was watching it, I had problems with things. And hopefully you can, you know, remind me of things, you know, as, as we go on. But I know I had problems with it, a lot of it, but I don't remember it, all of it, okay? And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's a bit like, you know, if you, if you have, a, like, a good paella or a good gumbo. Say you have a prawn gumbo, okay? You remember all the good bits... You know there was a lot of other stuff, but you don't really remember it. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, with this, <clears throat> I, I was sort of, I was sort of in the same boat as your son when I saw it the first time. And but for me, I mean, I was like that with all, with all, with all of the Star Wars, even the even the prequels, um, because there's so 
I I have so much attached to Star Wars that sometimes just seeing it the first time you're you might be taken back by it, but you you haven't really absorbed it. Um, there's a lot going on, and it's it, it. While the Marvel movies have always astounded me on first viewing, the Star Wars movies as an adult have not. Like they've they've even if I love a Star Wars movie, like in retrospect, I'll say, oh, I love that movie. The the these I kind of feel like it's overload the first time you see it mm-hmm. because you, you I have a lifetime of investment in mm. in it so I feel like I need to be able to sit back and the first time you're watching it you're just watching it unfold the second time you're watching it you're sort of picking up on the on some of the details uh, that you may have missed because you were like oh they did this. <laughs> I'm with Tim. So, I, was, I think I'm overwhelmed. Like the first time you see it, so much shit's happening. You're, you're, you're. For me, it's, it's, it's excitement. Yeah. And uh, so you're seeing things explode, seeing the actors you like, seeing the people you don't like, seeing what the hell they're gonna do. You're, you're so wrapped up in your own questions uh, that sometimes it takes away from the actual um, uh, understanding of the film. I should say. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of where I I was stood. I. I enjoyed Last Jedi. I liked, I, I liked the balls that Ryan Johnson had when he made that. What? Uh, I feel oh, okay. Not 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 literally, right? <laughs> I, I think I, I like yeah. I, I liked uh, I liked I liked the risks that he took. I liked that he um, deconstructed certain things. There are certain things I didn't like about that movie. So, but I have. I have a hard time now reviewing uh, Rise of the Skywalker without looking at the entire trilogy as a whole now. So that's where my review is probably going to be coming from, is mainly looking at the trilogy now as a whole rather than Rise of Skywalker as a film. But I will say I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker as a film-going experience. I did enjoy it. I would like to see it again. I probably will see it a couple more times before it leaves theater. But... I have issues. Would you guys agree, though, that this one was the most emotional one out of the three new ones? No. Out of the three new ones? Yeah. The, the, mm. Right. We'll talk about them when we get to them, but the okay. emotional moments I had... Think about it, Eric. Think about it. Yeah. The emotional moments I had in it was nothing to do with any of the new characters. I agree with that. Totally. Okay. Yes. All right. It, was, it wasn't Babu Freak, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no. Well, uh, should we just go and see? Well, you know, we're going to probably be jumping around here and there, but um, yeah, yeah. But start at the beginning. I mean, what do you guys think of the opening crawl? I had a little problem with it, and I, I don't know why. Like the the first line was the dead speak. Yep, I've got a problem with that. Yeah, like I I, I just I'm reading. I'm like. Huh. I'm like shrugging when I'm reading it and I'm I'm like, why am I upset because it says the dead speak? Eric, help me. Why am I upset? <laughs> <laughs> On the one hand, yeah. I like it because it's a nod back to the opening crawls of the Flash Gordon films and stuff like that, the, the serials. And um, so I haven't got a problem with that. And of course, you know, the original Flash Gordon serials. Every time and in the comics, Ming at the end dies, but then he comes back. Right. Okay. So I haven't got a problem with that, but it's just it's the notion that 30 years on from Return of the Jedi, suddenly there's a transmission by Palpatine 
I don't know how that happens, how you can send a transmission that everybody in the galaxy, you know, gets to hear it. Yeah. And everybody believes it. Nobody goes, that's bullshit. He's dead. <laughs> he dropped down a shaft and then the Death Star 2 vaporized into billions of tiny little bits of atoms. There's no way he could have survived. That's a problem I have. It doesn't explain yeah. what happened to him. How is he still around? Explain that. I've got an I've got a theory. Okay. I don't know if you have, Tim, but I've got a theory um, where I, I, I'm okay with it. All right. Go. Would you like to hear it? We would love to hear it, please. Right, right. Because yeah, I, I mean, it is BS. It's the same as Darth Maul gets chopped in half, drops down a shaft, then comes back with spider legs and stuff. <laughs> but like but, the, but the difference between Darth Maul is they didn't blow up Naboo. No, um. that's true. That's true. <laughs> and yes, but. The, the, the way I can reconcile it and go, yeah, this is actually, yeah, 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 I can believe that, is the fact that the true emperor, the real emperor, isn't a physical being at all, but is a consciousness, right? He has become so part of the Sith that he is a spirit, if you like, that can inhabit a body, okay? And then mm -hmm. I think they touched on this in the uh, Dark Empire comics, you know, but that was all caught up with clones and he could move from one yeah. clone to another. But if he was a spirit form, I mean, if you read Judge Dredd comics, you've got a character called, called Judge Death, okay? And if you just mm -hmm. destroy his body, his spirit form just goes off into the ether and he inhabits another body. And if that was true, then that would mean that the Emperor you see in the original trilogy is like his current body it's a puppet okay and when it dies well he just switches to another one you know and and therefore that would mean that when you see snoke in episode eight and nine that is actually the emperor talking i always thought you know when you see snoke you close your eyes the lines the script is the emperor talking even andy circus's delivery is a very ian mcdermott way you see mm -hmm. so i can get round it that yeah the, the Emperor is a spirit, and even here in this film where you see him on his, like, you know, crane arm, that's still not the real Emperor. We haven't seen the real Emperor. He's he's too clever for that. He's somewhere where nobody knows. <laughs> he's, now, he's behind the curtain. He's pulling on some lever somewhere. Now I, I love this movie because that theory is is perfect. And I, I, I like the idea. Yeah, you're right, Tim. You, you, you refer to it there, a, a Wizard of Oz type thing where you have this fearsome face. And I like the idea that the emperor, if you actually saw the true form of the emperor, maybe wouldn't even look evil. It's, it's the manifestation of these physical bodies that is being corrupted by the Sith. It's he Babu Freak. <laughs> he could very well be yeah but yes I, li I like the idea that you've got this spirit form that nobody really knows and and that means of course that if if that theory was true then at the end of this episode nine the emperor is still not dead yeah damn i uh when the um prequels were coming out i had always had this theory in the prequels that the emperor and Palpatine were two separate beings. I, for some reason, I, I, I had it in my head that in episode three or even episode two, they were going to reveal that one was a clone of the other, whether Palpatine was a clone of the emperor or the emperor was a clone of Palpatine. And we kind of got that in this movie 20 years on. Uh, we kind of got that where this, physical representation of 
Palpatine is a, I think is a clone or I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, is that, is that, that thing that we see attached to the arm? Is that the same body we saw fall down the energy shaft? It can't be. It can't be. The, the bloody Death Star blew up. <laughs> we we, we yeah. saw it, you know, and that's the problem. We'll, we'll talk about it shortly. That's the problem I've got with a lot of this stuff on that other moon of Endor. All right, but we'll we'll get to that. But it can't be, you know. He, he was a mortal form. That was <laughs> a, 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 a flesh and bone person, you know. There's no way that some droids come along and repair him and take him off to that Do you know planet. what's no kind of like a good theory, though? When, when he got tossed down the shaft, that big white ghosty cloud came right up maybe that was his him spirit finding another host kind of thing very good yeah i didn't even think about that that could be his spirit form uh, leaving and Man. going on <laughs> yeah. you know his spirit from feast on vermin elms <laughs> <laughs> i'm out of here yeah 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 he's yeah. out yeah um the beginning of it you know where i, I mean i i love the fact that they they have held to you know george lucas's you know uh idea of every star wars opens in space and you pan to a planet and i like you know the the, the, <coughs> the sequels how you know they've they've done it in interesting one white ways rogue one did it as well you thought you were seeing one thing and then you see something else right but what do you think about the fact that you know you see this planet and then straight away we're into the action um i've been reading a lot of people in the forest yeah a lot of people are saying that this is the first movie that goes right into like new kind of space battle or or space scene or planet kind of thing it goes right into bam here's um kylo which the rumor is he's on mustafar kicking ass killing everyone around him i i really Mm. didn't have a problem i really didn't care that there was no stars in the planet and what's going on i really didn't i just i thought we were going like you know previously on last jedi or something then he came right in there it kind of was like a recap. This is what yeah. has happened between the last movie and this. And look at our hero, Kylo Ren, take down this. That didn't bother me. I I, uh, I liked it. I, I, I thought visually, I thought that, that, that the scenes on what we're told now is Mustafar were well shot. I, th- I, 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 really, I really enjoyed it. And I thought him, the, the fight with all those faceless dudes, really, again, a lot of, a lot of faceless enemies in these uh sequel in the sequel trilogy Mm. yeah i don't mind it i mean it's a terrific scene but what um edit wise the fact that you go straight into it i mean i don't mind being dropped right into it you know i'm i'm not an idiot i've just read the 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 opening scroll i know what's going on okay but i think it 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 might have been a bit better if you had seen like you know the star destroyer that's in orbit and somebody says sir we've got a message for supreme leader ren where is he and somebody says he's busy, and then you cut down to the planet, you know, something like yeah. that. It just—it's a yeah. bit jarring to just, bam, you're straight in. And can I also just ask, right? How long is this after, um, you know, the last one? Is this a year? Uh, it's a, cu- it's a couple. Years? It's a couple of years. I, I was—I was told it's like two, like supposed to be like two years or something like that. That's All what right. I was saying. I know Force Awakens and the Last Jedi are like boom, boom, like back to back kind of thing. Yeah. This one's like a few years after, yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm very surprised at that then, because this is like two years later, and we've just been told in the opening crawl that this is Supreme Leader Ren, isn't it, right? But he's still wearing the same bloody clothes he was wearing two years before. I mean, I'm very surprised that Disney, their merchandise 
side doesn't say right we need a supreme leader ren in a completely new outfit. We can sell they more probably toys. should have they probably should have done that the they should have upgraded him with some emperor's new clothes kind of thing you know mm. like uh yeah give him give him some maybe 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 like black with more red trim kind of like the uh, like the the he couldn't get black glue for his uh, his mask when he put it together, but it, like red red trim or something like that. Yeah, I, I agree. There there should have been some sort of uh, visual distinction of him as being the leader of the first order. Are you are you mm. saying that Disney dropped the ball on Baby Yoda merchandise and now Kylo Ren Supreme <laughs> merchandise? <laughs> it does make you wonder. I think heads are going to roll. I think over a few things. Yes, yeah. But this this message, you know, that has sent Kylo Ren to to Mustafar. You know, this whole thing about Palpatine is still being alive. Does does that mean that Luke and the other Force ghosts like Yoda have always known that Palpatine? is still alive or is this a shock to the force ghosts as well if- i want to say they they all knew i don't i like like luke later on in the movie you know when he saw ray and all palpatine i think he knew i think they all know but if you're dead you can't do anything or say anything about it <laughs> yeah i hey, don't know uh just to give you a hint there is another <laughs> spirit somewhere mm. and well <clears throat> uh, and and okay uh, let, let me say this lucas th- this is this is a kick to the crotch of Lucas. Lucas has said, you know, um, Jedi have the ability to uh, live forever. They, Mm -hmm. you know, with the force ghost, the Sith do not have that ability. Um, He's, he said he's gone on, he's gone on record. They, they, they can't save themselves. They can't go on and live forever. They don't have that ability that the dark side doesn't have the ability. And this is kind of what, if if Palpatine is an extension of his spirit, if his spirit is living on, so he's the only dark side uh, Sith to be able to have eternal life. Um, I, I don't know it. Like he, I don't know if that makes sense. Like he, mm. even though he's he's given himself a physical form. Uh, but it it sounds to me like he's able to pop. He's go from body to body to body. His spirit is out there. He doesn't. I, he may not be able to manifest his spirit into something visual. He has to use a he has to use a uh, a vessel. But at the same time, it's like uh, that 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 kind of goes against what Lucas was saying that you can't save your own life. You can't mm. be immortal. And that was part of that was part of the whole thing of of uh, the 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 prequel trilogy is you know immortality does it it it, it isn't it, it doesn't go to both sides of the coin it's only no. that's a light side trait yeah i i think all these question marks that are coming up i mean my problem that i've got with the 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 sequels is that you know for all its flaws the prequels you know you still had george lucas at the helm you had one mind you had one voice telling the story and you know you've got episode seven comes along and jj abrams takes the mantle over right and maybe if he had been allowed to do seven eight nine we would have had a more of a coherent plot but i I find it very interesting that nine seems to be a case of jj abrams you know either flatly ignoring things that happened in eight or rewriting them and stuff like this. And I think if he had just been given the chance and the opportunity to tell the sequels in one go, one long, because that's what it is. The sequels is one story. And that's fine if you've got one person telling the story, but if you've got a person starting it, and to all intents and purposes, it seems that he did have 
you know, uh, story ideas for how eight and nine would play out. Then you've got another guy come in who goes, no, I'm not going to do the obvious. I'm going to be daring. I'm going to do stuff, which a lot of people like yourself, Tim, liked. A lot of people didn't like because, you know, the questions they had weren't answered and then you've got the guy from seven come back and go right i've got to sort this mess out yeah and i think that's what we're seeing and this is where you get contradictions and question marks yeah throughout throughout the the sequels and i think it harms the sequels that's i i i agree 100 i <clears throat> like like or hate episode eight regardless of how you feel about that movie episode nine should still be a direct sequel to episode eight. Mm. So retconning, um, ignoring major plot points, that sort of stuff, I think hurt the trilogy as a whole. Um, it, I, I, I told this to Chris. Um, uh, this reminds me now of the original X-Men trilogy, uh, X-Men one, X two and X three, the last stand where those movies are so disjointed. Hmm. That it it doesn't make you want to watch them anymore, and that's that's kind of what's happening here. The I I, I feel that they should the, the things that were that were established in episode eight they should have they they were they were married to them. <clears throat> uh, they they should have stuck with them. The 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 Ray being her parents being nobodies. Uh, they should have stuck with that. Mm. Um, I think I think making her. A Palpatine was la- lazy script writing. I think it was fan service of the of the worst degree. Having Palpatine in the movie is not bad. <clears throat> Having her related to him was stupid. Do you think, guys, that that uh, Abrams like this this movie? He almost apologized for everything the fans hated in Last Jedi. He did it for the fans, but not for the movie. If you know I don't what I mean. even. I don't even necessarily think it was him. I th- have a feeling it was the producers. I think it was Kathleen Kennedy said, "Hey, we need to fix this mess." Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah think okay. You're right. These are your marching orders. We're paying you a million bajillion dollars. Make a make a make a fun movie, which he did. But you need to fix the stuff that we that, that we all approved two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, Kathleen, Ken- I mean, don't don't. I mean, R- Ryan Johnson was not working in a vacuum when he was making Last Jedi. He had Kathleen Kennedy and and everybody's oversight and Bob yep. Iger's oversight over there. So they were all they all have their the last Last Jedi blood on their hands too. Uh, don't I, I don't think I, I think I think Ryan Johnson gets unfairly maligned. Uh, cause that it's, that definitely was not a one man operation over there. They all made those decisions too. I feel that a lot of the things that he set up over there should, should have rung true in this movie. It would have made it more cohesive. It actually, and in, in my, in my opinion would have made it a better film. There wouldn't, at the end of the movie, there wouldn't be as many what's mm, going right. on because it was already established two years ago and we've been thinking about it to have resolution to those things, whether we like them or not mm. to have closure to those two years later, I think would have made this movie going experience that much better would have made the trilogy better as a whole. Yeah. Um, right. I'll tell you what, there is a fascinating story to be told, you know, about Disney's acquisition of um, Lucasfilm and the star Wars films. But of course we'll never hear it because 
all of that, all the infighting, all the sackings. I mean, more, more directors have been fired from Star Wars than actually worked on Star Wars, you know. Um, there is a, an amazing story there, but you're never going to get a J.W. Rinsler book on it because it's all being suppressed, isn't it? We yeah, just yeah. see tiny little, we just see behind the curtain. We just see tiny little hints of what might be going on. And I think you're absolutely right, Tim. I, I think um, Disney, you know, Bob Iger, Kathleen Kennedy, they saw the, uh, you, you, you know, the outpouring of hatred, you know, in many cases about Last Jedi. And yeah, they went to JJ Abraham and said, fix this, fix it, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, I know, I know Abrams didn't want to do movies beyond. And when I heard that they brought him back, I know there was this, you know, you heard this, this, the, the, the shook the earth of every, of these people being happy that, that Abrams came back. And I like Abrams. Don't get me wrong. I was actually, I think I was the one person that voiced dissent when they hired him for the first one, because I was like, Oh, they brought the guy from Star Trek. Yeah. It's like, I would, the, what I wanted was. I wanted I wanted some directors to make great Star Wars movies. I wanted him to continue making great Star Trek movies, which is what he did. Mm-hmm. And when they, they they said they were bringing him, I'm like, ah, fudge. Um, <laughs> and and so I was excited when you know they said Colin Trevorrow was going to be doing Episode Nine. I was like, right on. Um, you know, Jurassic World is. Yeah. While I have issues with it, I I enjoyed the movie. And then when he puts out he puts out that movie, and then the the story is since, um, whatever the, I forget what the name of the movie was. He put out a movie that flopped, and it was like, and from from what I they they said, okay, well, as a result of that, we're taking taking you off, which I don't think was fully the the reasoning behind it, but that was the reasoning publicly. They said, well, this movie over here underperformed, so you're no longer doing Star Wars. We're like, I'm like, come on, man. But, you know, you, the, the whole idea was to give younger filmmakers a new voice in Star Wars, yep. and you're going back to the well with J.J. Abrams. Um, either, I mean, it's, it really is. It, like, it to me, I like, I, I'm just upset with, uh, like, like just just the the the, the no spine on uh, yeah. for Lucasfilm. <laughs> For these these movies, um, I find it very strange. You know, Disney, mm-hmm. for God's sake, they're going to end the uh, they're going to own the world one day, and they yeah. always take the safe option. I, I'm very surprised by that. Yeah. Is that. Do you think you know Disney Plus has, is on now and everything's on there? Like, don't they own like Fox and everything? Like, why isn't like yeah. Aliens and Die Hard because it's rated R? Are they keeping Disney Plus just PG thirteen ish? They'll probably what Disney will probably do. With those, with the Fox properties, they'll probably put some of the family stuff on Disney Plus, but license out the other stuff to Netflix and Amazon huh. and the other stuff out there, so that you know the, the so that they can still make money because Disney Plus is going to be a family thing. We're not going to you're not going to see John McClane on Touch- Disney Plus. <laughs> Touchstone was Disney, I believe, and I think Touchstone put out Basic Instinct, if I'm not mistaken. But mm. Touchstone was like their adult imprint. But Disney yeah. Plus doesn't have the Touchstone stuff on there, um, so yeah, yeah. I just that, they put everything they, they that they ever owned on there is what I was thinking was was the plan. Yeah, but I guess not. But, but I think Disney with Star Wars, they they are always going to play it safe. I don't think you're ever going to see anybody. A, a, a good guy in a Star Wars film die a gruesome death. No. You won't, you know. 
Um, but uh, and you don't hear. I mean, you know, Poe gets shot in the arm, and then within five minutes, that's totally ignored He's again, fine. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's um, all right to die as a sacrifice if it means something, but there, you won't get a hero having a senseless death. That's why the Chewbacca bit, which is coming up, I didn't believe that for one second that a character as major as that has gone out like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it it didn't it didn't take. It, it took me until the second viewing before I was I, I, I realized like the trickery. Like there was two of them. Part, there were two yeah, I, 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 yeah. When, when I saw it the first time, I only saw the one. Me too. So I'm like, how the hell did this happen? And then the second, I'm like, oh, I see. There's 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 one off that way. Um, can so, I? Yeah, there can was. I, there was that. Can I say that this was the first time I saw it again yesterday, and the way Ray screams Chewie's name out, like in in like a six year old kind of screaming girl crying voice, gets me every time. Mm. No, it, it is a terrific. I, I like all that bit, but all, all the while I'm I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, that's good, that's good. You know, I like the whole. It was like that, that. There's been a Star Wars computer game, hasn't there, where the guy can pull star destroyers down from space yes. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So it's an it's a nod to that, and I, I I like that whole bit. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's good, that's good. I like the force lightning and everything and and stuff like that. But I'm also thinking, this is bloody stupid. And um, this this is one of my my bloody stupid moments um, with this. In that, in this film, they don't stop you. you, you a New Hope is my favourite Star Wars film, and you do have a lot of action. You do have a lot of running all around, but you have times where you can stop and you can breathe and yeah. you'll get dialogue on the Millennium Falcon before they get to the Death Star, etc., etc. Okay, but here it's just constant. Go, 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 go. So they've got to find this person who has a dagger who, which will lead you to the Wayfinder, which will lead you to the planet, which will lead you to Palpatine. Yes, it wasn't yeah. stopping. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right, right. So there, are, I think this part of the film, I've got the biggest problem with because they go to that planet, right, where there's like a party that takes place every forty-two years or whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever which is completely um, pointless. There's no need to go to all that trouble of taking those people there to get all those people in costume to have all that effect. The actual festival is pointless. All you need is for Ray to meet a little girl who gives her a necklace and then they do this like Skype chat thing. And, <laughs> yeah. and I don't like this. I don't like this new thing where you can actually, you know, things manifest from one side of the galaxy to the other that the necklace gets to, you know, Kylo Ren and Richard E. Grant. Right. Uh, but my point in this and what I'm thinking, this is bloody stupid is number one. This is where we find Lando don't we? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is what... Right, here we go. This is my problem with the sequels, and this is why I'm quite happy that they never made sequels, in that the very... The, the original trilogy is basically a fairy tale, isn't it? A long time ago. You know, it's mm -hmm. a fairy tale told over three films, and at the end, the good guys win, right? The bad guys have been defeated. Right. You know, they're on Endor, you know... Harrison Ford is very self-consciously smiling. Lando's trying to do a little bit of a dance and everything. The good guys have won. It's the end. Right. Yeah, it's the end. Yeah, we find out when we return to our heroes 30 years later, right, 
the war never ended. That was just temporary, you know, and, and it's just been strife and war and negativity. All right. We find out in episode seven that Han Solo goes back to doing the smuggling thing. He didn't progress any further. He just went back to what he did. And here we find Lando's fate. Lando is on this planet in disguise. Lando was a brilliant businessman. He ran yeah. Bespin. I, I, we don't know how he got Bespin, but he was this fantastic businessman, very charismatic, could charm his way into things. And now he's on this backwater planet in disguise. And I don't like that. I and think Lando deserved more than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought they would have in- encountered him. <clears throat> yeah, with some. Yeah, I mean, also he's eighty something years old. Yeah, he came. In, he came. Did you walk. notice? Did you notice in this film every scene where you see Billy D. Williams, he sat down. Yes, he's never sitting scene. down. You never see him walk or he's leaning, <laughs> leaning against something. Bless yes, him. he's uh, he's but, older than my mum, and my mum can't go to the shops. So you know, full credit <laughs> to him. You know, um, totally. But I, that 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 is quite um, charming. You know that Billy D. is sat down in absolutely every scene. You know, but, but I. I love the character. I wanted more for him in those last thirty years. Yeah, he he would he would have at least be in enjoying his retirement on and on some pleasure community is really mm. really what, what where he should be at this point at being did an you, eighty <clears throat> some odd year old man. Did you guys yeah. know it was Lana before he took off off the helmet? No, my I, my son no. fifteen immediately said that's Lando. Oh really? Yeah, and I was like, was right? and then all of a sudden on? it came right up. I was like, how did you know that? He, 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 I just knew. He and he, he doesn't he doesn't Google anything. He, he just leans over. He goes, he goes. Well, it's not John Boyega, but it's another black man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the only <laughs> other black man my son knows is Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. Yeah. So, um, so that, that that that's one problem with this planet, right? And we find out from Lando that Luke has actually been there. And, you, you, you know, they had an adventure. Lando and Luke were looking for this, like, Sith agent. And the trail stopped dead there because there's his spaceship, but there's no sign of him. And Ray says, well, I'm going to go and check it out. Mm-hmm. That, so you're telling me, I don't know how long ago that is, but there is a fully functional spaceship just sat there and nobody has stolen yeah, it? No, yeah, it's it for parts? Well, it was up pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty... It's, it's relatively close to where the party is going on, so this that is a populated area. Yeah. Um, but everyone's afraid yeah. to go out there because of that quicksand. You might sink, so they're like, "Ah, fuck it, that ship's going to stay where it is." Yeah, but the quicksand doesn't kill you. You just drop down into the tunnels. Yeah. But no okay, one knows that because they're so afraid of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But the 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 other thing about this. And and I'm sitting there thinking, this doesn't make any sense. So we've got our heroes in that spaceship. They're trying to get it to go again. They've got that new robot who, who, who to my mind, is just there, you know, because you can sell new toys. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to get it to go. Ray goes off. And we, uh, admittedly, that's a really good moment, you know, the whole Ray versus, you know, Kylo's TIE fighter. Yeah. And and Chewbacca is sent out to get Ray. Get Ray, right? Uh-huh. On the way to getting Ray, he is captured by the stormtroopers and put on the first transport, but they don't then continue and arrest the ones that are in the spaceship. They're there, right there. The stormtroopers <laughs> are right there. How can this not happen? Yeah, we've got one. That's all we need. Because mm. I knew they, they knew Chewbacca is a star from the original trilogy. Let's capture this one. <laughs> yeah, this and is the real. This star. is the real star, and no one cares about anybody else. 
<laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> if you say so, but I, I, I don't mind it. I like I like that battle. I like the you, you know her backward flip. A lot of people I know don't like slow motion in Star Wars. I haven't got a problem with that. No, you know, it was it was really the, cool. I thought the, the the wing of the Tie Fighter off. Um, you know, I haven't got a problem with that. I don't battle. know how Kylo survived that rolling uh, Tie Fighter piece. You know, for a mile down the desert. But you know, hey, listen, if Darth Maul. And the emperor this can survive is- what they survived. <laughs> yeah. That's a that that's a slap on the wrist. That's nothing yeah. getting rolled around in a tie fighter. All yeah. right, okay. Yeah. While we're talking about Kylo, another problem I've got with the sequels is you know I, the design work of the new aliens and the new spacecraft. I I, I just think is terrible. They, and they did a better job with this one though. This what this what, what, what do you think of the slug on the Millennium Falcon? I that, that that's not good. That's terrible. Um, at least they had something. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why he was, was on the Falcon. He didn't need to but be. At least they had something. Yeah, but they, put a Rodian in. Why? why put, put a Greedo type I, in. Well, I, I, that, I, I agree 110%. They should be reusing some of the old uh, characters, some of the old aliens that we've already seen in place of some of these new ones. But I, I mean, but in, I, I will say in this particular movie, they did a better, they did a, they uh, they did a C C plus work in okay. terms of uh, getting getting aliens and populating the background with well a lot of people bitching only like, it's a huge galaxy show me some new aliens like another another hammerhead another Greedo like people people get mad when there's too many original trilogy aliens in the future movies and like Eric said like it's, it's these new creatures too if they have if they have ten uh, this here it is if they have ten new aliens. In each movie, give us four old aliens. They've four done it on the Mandalorian. Ten. They've done it on the Mandalorian. You can mix and match, can't you? Yeah. You know, so why not do it here? This the is worst, true. the worst example in this film is that bloody ape that fixes Kylo Ren's helmet. Yeah, that's an that's an ape. You've got a gorilla. <laughs> that, was, that, that seriously was. Uh, oh shoot! What was that? Oh my god. No, never mind. I can't, I can't think of his name. There was there was an old TV show that was it was populated by apes, and they were a detective agency. Right. Okay. It was that. It was that ape. But the ape was wearing a mask. Yes, it's an ape in a mask. It, it's a Planet of the Apes ape wearing a mask. No, that was terrible. You know. When I, wonder, I, w- I wonder if that was if that was a reference to uh, when they when they made. Um, uh, the Emperor in, in Empire Strikes Back, where it was half old lady, half ape mm. face. No, I, I, I think <laughs> ILM have got some sort of like file that they didn't use from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or something. And we haven't got Andy Serkis in this film, so we'll just bung his like, you know, avatar into it. Oh, it's terrible. When I watch a Star Wars film, I don't want to be taken out of it and going, that's crap. That doesn't work. <laughs> that's an ape. If it's a yeah. Good, yeah, if it's a good Star Wars film, you go with the flow, don't you? You you you're not taken out of it continually. And in this film, that's why I've got to see it again because I know there are moments where I'm going, that don't work, eh? <laughs> like this, you know. Uh, but it's such a long film and there's so much going on, and I have only seen it once. I don't know if we're um, ignoring plot points as we're going here. Uh, you've seen it, Chris. Have we missed anything so far? No, nothing. Like when you guys, when um, the whole Ray, I loved. I think the whole um, Ray and and um, Kylo bringing down that that transport. Like 
I guess it, it kind of gave it away before anything was mentioned that she's a Palpatine's granddaughter with the mm-hmm. whole lightning thing, which was like yeah. the first thing that pops in your head. Oh my god, that's Palpatine's powers. Well, I mean, yeah, it was, that's that's dark. That's dark side power, and they they hinted at that in the trailer, like, oh, does she go dark? And that was, I guess, for foreshadowing what we could see if she goes dark or foreshadowing oh yeah she's she's got she's got a little bit of sith blood there before we um you know get distracted and while i'm thinking about it um what do you think of the this force vision that she has where she sees herself as a uh, a sith I don't have a problem with it. I, it's just like the whole yeah. Empire with the Mark Hamill, you know, Luke and sees Vader and then his head's inside the man. I, I had no no problem at all with it. I, yeah, it, it, it didn't to, bother me. To, to me, it screamed um, um, Smeagol and Gollum and <laughs> um, and uh, especially, you know, Ian Holm as, as uh, um, oh my goodness, I, I've forgotten. Bilbo? Bilbo, yeah, when that split second in um, you know Fellowship of the Ring where he says, "Oh, oh, let me have a go," and his face like that yeah. turns evil. I thought it was really, really well done. Yeah, and I'm glad there's no more. It was just an, a, a, a vision of what might happen, you know. And that mm-hmm. was even during the um, sneak peek trailer. So as you saw her with a double bladed saber, everybody already knew that's what she would see in this dark cave kind of thing. Like everyone yeah. already knew that moment. Yeah, I don't mind that. I I, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, you just then, Chris, you, you remind me when you're saying, oh, I really like the, you know, Ray and Kylo. I thought you were going to say Ray and Leia. So can we just talk about, yes. you know, how they've used Carrie Fisher in this film? There was moments where I thought it looked kind of shady and, and kind of like a CGI face on certain stuff or it's too dark. You're trying to make it out. I think they did a good job putting whatever they had on the cutting room floor in this, like this movie was almost written around what she said in the previous mm. films. Mm. It, what do you think, Tim? Um, <clears throat> it's it's hard to fault them on on these things uh, because they they had they they had a limited amount of footage to work work from, so they had to they kind of had to to make make try to make lemonade out of rotten lemons. Um, so. <laughs> Like it, it really, it, it was. It, it, they they did the best they could using using what they had. Right. It ex- it it helped explain how she got stronger in the force over the past couple of years because you did have Leia who did. We we do find out had some training. They sort of mm-hmm. explained that. So you, she had some guidance to help her uh, nurture her power. So for me, it worked. Um, would it obviously it would have been better if if Carrie Fisher was still alive for a lot of reasons? Yeah. Um. Not only just for movie reasons, but for the world in general. But um. You know, they did the best they could. They mm. did the best they could. It, I and, must and, say, and it, and, it, and it worked, and it made sense to me. Yeah, I'm I'm very impressed by what they did. Um. You know, I'm and I'm 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 very you know you, like Chris was saying it. It seems that they had right. We've got these lines. We've got this footage of yeah. of Leia. We've got to move the script round to accommodate that. Okay, and and I think they've de-aged her a bit as well. You know, I and, think so too because uh, she didn't look as 
old and raspy, like no. her smoker's voice Not in the, the other movie. Jedi's. No, no. Yeah. And I, I, I was very impressed by what they did. There is one moment where she's looking down and, and Ray is actually sitting down and you get the feeling that actually at that point she was talking to R2-D2. Yeah, I saw that movie <laughs> too. Yeah. They've got to have Ray sitting down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I was very impressed by that. Um, and what do you think of the CGI uh, Leia and Luke. Well, I think I think that scene was looked like a freaking video game to a T. The Mark <laughs> Hamill uh, face I thought looked pretty good. Like I could see that, but when it turned to like Leia, I thought I was I was playing Battlefront. It looked like a like a, a like a video game they put into the movie, which I wish they would. I don't know. I love the whole whole idea that Luke's training Leia. I I love that stuff. Like I wish they would have did that back in the day and showed me more mm. with the actors and and everything, but. It did look like a like a like a Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Tim? Um. Again, the scene didn't bother me. I understand where the where the whole facial uh, changing thing. Marvel has done a really good job with it, but they haven't perfected it yet to have a fully functional character that they can do these gigantic action sequences with yet uh, to make it believable. So again. Understanding the technology and where we're at, and understanding that we're still progressing, ah, yeah, I'm okay with it. It it told the story point. It, visually, it may not have been a home run, but it hit it hit a plot point. It hit a story point. It expl- it it explained a lot of mm. stuff that happened between Jedi and Force Awakens, and so I was pleased with it. It it it, it worked for me. Yeah, I didn't mind it at all. I thought, yeah, you're you're right. Luke is the better of the two. Um, but you know, the rogue one layer was just so bad Yeah. That even though I know this is a CGI, you know, young, uh, layer, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it at all. I looked at it yesterday when I saw, it, and do you guys think that was Dagobah? Cause it looked really swampy. What? They actually oh, went know. back to D- Dagobah for her training. I don't know. Like it looked, I saw a lot of trees and fog and it looked, looked like a, like a swamp kind of thing. I wonder if, if they went back to Dagobah to train. I don't know. Mm, could what be, couldn't think? it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. What happens next, Chris? You've seen it three times. I saw it three uh-huh. times, but I think we're, we are a little bit jumping around here and there. But, yeah, yeah, by the way, I, w- I will, I will say this. I know, Eric, you, you said you said the whole idea of them going in this party going on. I visually, I thought it was it was really colorful. Yeah, it, it, I, I enjoyed the setting. Whether or not it was necessary uh, to me. Uh, was it, 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 in this particular case is irrelevant. Uh, it was it was just it was eye candy. It, it even even every time they would show it in the trailer where they would it would do that pan and you would see like the the color firework thing going off mm-hmm. above. I always I always found that to be a stunning shot, and I, I I mean it's okay. It's it's again it's 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 them going to a the equivalent of a bazaar, mm-hmm. um, I guess. And so I I. It didn't bother me. I I, I liked it. it. As I said, it it gave a lot of color, uh, and I found it to be an interesting uh, set piece for for the movie. I mm. guess I guess we can talk about. I mean, we talked about Kylo and Ray and, and the ship and Chewie and everything, and then then they fall in the quicksand and then they go under under well, the, the plant. Well, as they're falling in the quicksand, this okay. bothers me. What what about as um, they're falling Finn? in the quicksand? John John Boyega saying, "Ray, I have to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I've got to tell you something." And then 
And then, uh, you know, then they go down there, and then all of a sudden he plays his office. No, no, I'm not. What were we going to tell her? Nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. Mm. nothing. Well, rumor has it, as you know, people think, I love you or whatever, but now it's saying that he was going to tell her that he has force visions or force powers or. Well, they, they, they hint at that at the end. And, okay. They've known each other for several years now. Mm. They've obviously had, you know, quiet moments where they were sitting around, you know, drinking coffee. <laughs> you know, just talking, just shooting shit. You know, why, why, he, why, would, he he, why would he be keeping a secret? Why couldn't he just say to her, hey, listen, I I think I have the force, too. Mm. You know, it, why why does he why is he keep why would he keep this a secret from her? Um, it just it, it that makes absolutely, absolutely no sense. You would think that he would want to um, have something that that they could talk about. They could relate to, like, yeah, look at me. I'm going to move this this pebble. Bloop. Well, yeah. I had problems with that. That the, he even has force powers, and I don't know why. Like, I don't care about you, Finn. I don't care if you can sense oh. stuff and feel stuff. I I don't know why you have the force powers. I don't know. I mean, people people have the force in this universe, yeah. so Whether I'm fine with him having. I'm having the. I'm fine with him having the force. It's just why does he have to? Why does he have to keep it a secret from her? Why why couldn't he just say to her yeah. What's the shine? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, true. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like him saying, Ray, I have to tell you something. I have a really tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to tell anybody, but yeah. you're the only one I can tell as we're dying. My penis is micro size. So it's like And a not in front of Poe. I'm not gonna say that in front of Poe. Yeah, I don't but- want to tell Poe. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like that. I wish he had said that because a problem I had with the uh, with the Force Awakens is that he picks up a lightsaber for the very first time mm-hmm. and then goes at it with Kylo Ren and 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 he does okay for a yeah. while. You I know? guess that explains it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I? This is when they fall and they meet that snake. Yes. Is it any quinky dinky that the Mandalorian episode came out Wednesday? This movie opened up Thursday, and, and the same absolutely the same force absolutely. power was in both. I said to Ian, we did a effectively speaking on the Mandalorian, and we were speculating there is a reason why there's a gap between you know uh, the second to last episode of the Mandalorian and the last one. It's not just the fact that you know Rise of Skywalker comes out, and we were speculating, oh, Baby Yoda's going to be in Episode 9. That was wrong. Oh, The Mandalorian's going to be in Episode 9. No, that's wrong. Maybe something happens in The Mandalorian that's going to be in Episode 9. Here it is. It is this force healing thing, isn't it? Yes, Mm -hmm. which kind of bothered me, because why didn't we ever see this in any other Star Wars movie ever until now? We do. We do, Chris. Okay. Tell me. We do. A New Hope. Right? Luke is knocked out by the Tuscan Raiders. Ben comes along. He puts his hand on his forehead. Luke wakes up. You ah. can say that is Holy it. Holy shit. I didn't even it think of that. <clears throat> there, okay. there are also um, books. Uh, where I, I forget what the... But I can't read, Tim. <laughs> There's the the two the two um the I I can't remember the characters' names I can remember the actresses Mer, uh, Mary Yaya and Nalini Cretion apparently like they have force healing powers it, it, so in the books 
those guys are like force healers out there on the battlefield. Like someone gets shot, they go up and bloop, 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 bloop. And, uh, and they, <laughs> they get, they get a little bit healed. Maybe not all the way, but, uh, they, they, they heal them enough so they can move on. Um, but yeah, Do there's, you guys there's, like there's this, a book out there. This healing power? Like now it's like, oh, it's so simple. If you stab me, I'll just get a Jedi to come over and, and rub my belly. If it's a, if it's a manipulation of, of, uh, you know, cells and that kind of stuff, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's, it's it's light it's life force so I would, it's I would, all right i mean <laughs> you, know, it's you, all right. You, you know i mean this is clearly here to set you up and remind you of something for what's going to happen later on in the film isn't it this is mm-hmm. true okay yes all yeah. right I, I guess it i guess it did happen I never even thought about the obi-wan scene in yeah. a new hope that's, well, that's cool while we're on this subject of the snake and that another thing where i'm going that's bloody stupid they, they fall down through the quicksand and they're in these tunnels and they find, you know, the bones of this Sith agent, don't they? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And they find his speeder. Right. Yeah. His speeder. They know it's his speeder and they know it's him because there's a Sith emblem on the bonnet. On the, hood. <laughs> on, on the Chrysler. Yes. Yes, there is. Since when do the Sith have to put a crest on their vehicles after Since Jedi. When did the, why did the Jedi even? Yeah. I mean, what, it's, they're just, just having, yeah, I don't know. It's maybe that's the only just, way you I can buy the model that, 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 that everybody has to mark their property with yeah. like their allegiance. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. The Sith, right. Okay. Let's talk about the Sith, right? This is the first time we actually really see the Sith in a star Wars film. And what I, always loved about return of the jedi is when you saw the emperor you had that really creepy choral music that's it well done yep. that's it that was spot on <laughs> that saves matt having to spice yeah. that in yes so yes and you have this you have this creepiness and i can remember in 83 83 that was creepy you have the emperor you have this music you have all his acolytes surrounding him it's not played up at all but you know these are creepy people you know and you know when you first see davros (laughs) i call him davros because are you guys aware of doctor who do you watch doctor who i heard of it never seen an episode (laughs) Uh, i've seen i've seen a few episodes all right well if you if you Google Davros, Davros is the person who created uh, the, the the Daleks. Okay, and design wise for this film, they seem to have cribbed from Davros for the Emperor. He's got the black lips and everything. That's exactly Davros. All right, and mm. I, I I like the idea. I like the whole place that you know. Palpatine is in this Sith, you know, place, and you've got all the acolytes there and everything like that, and it is creepy, and you've got all the strobe lighting. Could have been a bit creepier. I wanted it to go a bit more David Lynch, Twin mm. Peaks on me, okay? But they go on board this spaceship, which belonged to a Sith, a Sith Lord, and it's just a regular spaceship. I was expecting horrible, nasty black colors <laughs> yeah. black red and stuff like that but it's just a cobwebby ship isn't it yeah, yeah you're right you're right i mean I, yeah I don't, I don't know how the how i don't know how else they could sith it up like you know paint it black blacker yeah. blacker yeah. blacker <laughs> the other problem i've got with this bit is 
and it's not addressed for about nearly an hour later. This film is far too long. Ray says, I know that ship, and we know that ship. We saw it in episode seven, didn't we? It's yeah. the ship that takes her parents away. Okay? Right. Oh. And she goes, I know I that ship. That. Yeah, I know that ship. There should have been a conversation right there when she's on the ship. This is the ship that took my parents away, but it's ignored for nearly an hour before we come back to the whole lineage of Ray. Mm. They didn't have, have time because she wanted to know what Finn was, was feeling. She wanted to know what he was thinking. <laughs> this yeah. is this is the ship her parents were abducted in. You would think yeah. that would be a bit more important to her. The whole thing for the last two films is Ray doesn't know who she is or where she fits into the universe. She's on board the very ship that took her parents away and nothing is mentioned about it for ages. That that's a good point, Eric. You bring up a very good point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. I, 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 I never picked up on that. I, that that uh, that completely that went over my head. What All about right. though? This is going to the beginning again. When the emperor brings up thirty thousand um, star destroyers, are there right. people? I'm, are there cast and crew? Are there right. workers waiting right. in these this ships? Is- this is my next thing because we've been you, you, we've been jumping about all yeah. over this film. All right. Okay. Um, so yes, the, the the mechanics of this. Okay. The emperor, either you know somebody got a sewing needle out and stitched him back together and repaired him, and he went off to this planet, or his consciousness moved to another body. But for a, apparently for about thirty years, he's been on this planet. With a shitload of star destroyers <laughs> yeah. buried buried under the ice, right? Okay, are those star desto- destroyers crude? Or I think does- so, because there's all tie fighters come flying out of them later on in the movie. What are they? Well, that's doing after that's after the years? resistance. Where that's after the resistance cr- is told. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Where do you get this crew from? And thirty Without years ago, they're, noticing. they're yeah. like babies. So for thirty years, they're growing up, waiting to come out of the ice. I took it that they are empty ships, all right? And as soon as they come out, you know, Palpatine says, right, first order, guys, crew my ships, which goes against what the Supreme Leader Wren would want because Supreme Leader Wren wants the Emperor dead. So that makes no sense, right? Now, somebody else we haven't mentioned in this film is Richard E. Grant, Mm. okay? So and and we find out right near the end that Richard E. Grant followed the Emperor back in the time of Return of the Jedi. He yeah. was an officer, and I can totally see a thirty years younger Richard E. Grant with Ken yeah. Colley, you know, um, with Admiral Ozzel and all that. I can see him on board a Star Destroyer. Guaranteed, okay? yeah. But where has he been all this time? <laughs> you know, yeah. that he is now here. I guess he had to wait. He had to wait till the Emperor said, "Now's the time." Well, he he, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I I like Richard E. Grant. I, th- I think I think he's I think he's like a, a fantastic imperial uh, soldier um, officer. Um, but yeah, I mean, but d- did I don't I don't think he did he did he know the emperor was still around at this time? Again, or was it? There's too many questions. There are yeah. too many questions. But yes, like you, Tim, I love Richard E. Grant. I adore Richard E. Grant. Um, um, 
I advise anybody who wants to have a, a cracking read, read his autobiography, which is called With Nails, okay? Mm. Because he is a hilarious, eccentric guy, okay? And I adore him. I loved him in With Nail and I, one of my favorite films of all time, okay? Um, when he went to Hollywood and he did, like, L.A. Story, you know, <laughs> he, he's the highlight in L.A. Story. That bit where you've got bells tinkling and they say, what's that noise? And he goes, oh, sorry, it's my balls. You know, <laughs> just little things like that. I, I, I love Richard E. Grant. And, and it was the greatest compliment that I ever had where one day at the cinema I was working in at the time, they said, well, if there's going to be a Hollywood version of this cinema, who would play you? You know, somebody said for me, Richard E. Grant, that's the <laughs> highest compliment uh, I yeah. could ever have, you know, and he is terrific. He's very good in this. He's a very Peter Cushing, you know, yes. Tarkin yep. type. A shame that we actually do see him go out, don't we? Because yeah, he goes yeah, out yeah. right out the window. Yeah. But, but when I'd they like when they kill him, him when they kill him, it, it's like uh, you, you was like, oh, yeah, because, yeah, he's. He's like pushed forward before he's finally engulfed in the flames. Yeah. 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 Um, Can we, this is, this is this idea of this phantom fleet is taken almost directly from the Timothy Zahn book, uh, Mm -hmm. dark force rising where there's this fleet that the, that the, the remnants of the empire can use to come back and make themselves a formidable force. So the, I could see the, the first order. This is, this is basically the same general plot, although nobody's racing to get to them. In Dark Force Rising, there was a race to get to the ships. Um, in this one, it's like, here, this is this is your force. Here, you have all 250,000 Star Destroyers, hmm. each, each with a Death Star gun on it. That's what I don't like. I don't like the fact that, I mean, the whole point of Star Wars and then Return of the Jedi is you need a moon-sized object to generate the power for a weapon that will destroy a planet. Now, every Star Destroyer has one. I, the- I, I, I know technology, you know, as it advances, things miniaturize and they become cheaper and stuff like that. But it removes the threat completely if every Star Destroyer can destroy a planet. I had no problem because, like you just said, I think over the, the 30 whatever years, they had time to make it all into a ship. Like that, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, holy shit, now there's like 30,000 of these that can kill the planets rather than just one big ass thing moving super slow around, around the galaxy. But word, word would, word would get back. I mean, to, to have this happening completely in secret, uh, to have no one know that this is occurring. Mm. is completely ridiculous because a you have to have the labor to build them yep you have to have the the uh the intelligence and the training and the knowledge to to a work the technology to develop new technology so you have to get the brightest minds in the galaxy so you know had anybody not noticed that the smartest scientists have disappeared or <laughs> they go away for weeks at a time and they come back and they all smell like Sith. Um, yeah. What, it's does, just, it, what does Sith smell like Tim? <laughs> uh, move, move, move a few letters around. To give you an idea. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you're right, Tim. I mean, I thought you guys said on a previous star Wars in character about star destroyers. There's like tens of thousands of people on each star destroyer, and there's like hundreds here. Yeah, aren't there? yeah. You would need you would need millions of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
to to the, I mean, and and again, millions of people to to put this together because you have you have, from from the ditch diggers to the top scientists, everyone has a role. Uh, so, and I'm telling you right now, the ditch diggers aren't going to keep their mouth shut. They're going to complain about how shitty their job is mm. <laughs> to everybody think that will listen to them at the pub. Yeah. <laughs> so well. Well, as stupid as uh, as the notion is, it looks cool. I mean, we we're not it really does. talking it about really the visuals. I mean, that thought, whole thing of them coming up, and when you see them all in silhouette like that, you know, that looks terrific, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, and, and it, it 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 helps you. It helps you sort of uh, accept the ridiculous for for a moment there, to, to because you're just in awe of that of that visual, and it, it is it is pretty cool to see that. So yeah. Can we go now to the two scenes that are that are almost literally back to back that made me cry like pretty bad? Okay, um, I think one of them might be mine. Oh, okay, and I, I thought it happened the other way, but yes, Ray's going to the to that watery planet and the, the the Death Stars there and everything. But before that, Leia feels something going on, so she goes lays down and hold Han's medal. Yes. She she lays down. She, yes. Very good. When <laughs> Chewbacca, Poe, and they all come back, they want to go talk to her. When they when they're told that Leia is gone, and when Chewie collapses, the way that he does, I saw Very it. Good, Tim. I, I got chills now. <laughs> to quote the Tim. That to me, I broke down immediately, and I was pissed. I was pissed, kind of thing, saying like well, he's crying more over Leia than he did Han. But then it hit me. Because he's saying, "Holy shit! Everyone I love that and close is dying and is gone." Yeah. Did that get you, Eric? Did that scene? Yeah. Okay. That was the first moment that, and, and I can remember thinking, "Shit, I'm getting teared up now." Yes. And I wasn't expecting it. Um, I, I, I think it's great that you see it in long shot. You've got this long shot down to the Falcon, and he's just there, and he breaks down. Yeah. He does break down. He falls to his knees, and. That got me. I mean, one of my favorite, favorite moments oh, out of all the original trilogy yeah. is when they say, close the blast yes. doors, you know, yeah. and he gives that cry and he just puts his head on the landing gear yeah. of the Falcon. You know, that's an incredibly moving moment, you know, and it's the same again. And I really did not think when I sat down with my popcorn to watch this film, I did not think I'd be moved at all. And at this moment, it's like, crap she's gone and chewy is feeling it yeah and then you're right for as tall as chewbacca is him to collapse to his knees yeah he's he's devastated (laughs) (laughs) i'm halfway down and it's at that point at that point i'm thinking actually (laughs) this film uh, might have more in it than i thought it would you know yes yeah and then this is a question that we could definitely it's going to take three hours to even talk about the whole Seeing when they're fighting, when Kylo and Ray are fighting, and she's down for the count. She, I mean, he could have taken her out, and then mm-hmm. Leia does something. Do you, did she bring Han there to talk to him? No, I think it's all in his head. I don't think it's Leia. It would be nice if it is, and if it is, well, that's fine. But I like the fact that Han appears. I did not know Harrison Ford. I'm with you, Eric. No, yeah, I would have known. Harrison was in this movie, and, and I saw I would have been so pissed. Going into this movie, which, you know, hopefully you're listening to this podcast or already watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. Going into this movie, had no idea. When I heard 
when I heard "Hey kid," forget yeah. it. I fell out of my seat. I rolled down two rows. I was a mess. <laughs> yeah. Started punching everybody. Get back. Punch, 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 punch. Yep. I'm British, so I don't do that. But my bottom lip did start to go. I must say, yes. gone. <laughs> I was gone. And even though Harrison, wow, he looked pretty older with his hair all a mess and looked in and then that white stubble. He did look older than he did in Force Awakens. Yes, he is older. He's been, he's been dead a couple of years. Yes. Right. But that scene to me, and word for word, the same dialogue, the same thumb on the cheek, and everything, yeah. and then. When Kyla was like dad and his last words ever in the movies was I know. Forget it. Try not to yeah. cry. Yeah. I yeah. I was more uh I was more got more emotional when Kyla was basically they they were they were redoing this the same scene from yeah. Force Awakens, but when Kylo couldn't hold it back from when he's like, I know what I need to do, but I just don't have the strength to do it. And I'm telling you, but he was he was a lot more emotional in that than he was in Adam Driver is phenomenal as Kylo Ren. Yeah, he's Lynn. great in that scene. Yeah, he is the best thing in this film. Yes, isn't he? absolutely. Yeah. His emotion and seeing Han's emotion, and then I know when he tosses the saber, he turns back and he's gone. Whoo! I'll be I'll be bad, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Papa, 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 can you hear me? And it was that those like Chewie dying? Yeah, Chewie dying. Chewie collapsing, and then. The Han thing, like, almost like 10 minutes apart. <sighs> Forget yeah. it. Yeah. Just to uh, move away from that, <laughs> very nice moment. Um, a, a problem I've got is, like, you know, Kylo is there. He's effect- he, he, He's not Ky- Kylo for much longer, is he? No. You know? And how did he get off the Death Star? Because Ray goes off in his TIE fighter. Well, there's, it shows you later on when he fo- he found her at the other or the Emperor world, and just an ordinary Tie Fighter. I don't know how he got that Tie Fighter because mm. it was right next to Luke's X-wing. Like that was parked next to it. Where he got it? Maybe there was one <laughs> still plugged in in the Death Star yeah. area. <laughs> right. right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Before we leave this scene, the whole Death Star still surviving in bits. I've got a problem with because Return of the Jedi, it's obliterated. Yes, it's yes. turned to dust. But we've got chunks landing on this planet, right? Yes. Peace, yes. Chunks big enough that the Emperor's throne is still there. You have Stormtrooper armor there. No bodies. Okay. Yeah, that, that I thought was a little weird. So, yeah, for thirty years, uh, in 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 an ocean where I'm assuming there's tides, and yeah. the salt so, eats away shit. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, salt yeah, water, yeah. and you've got you, you've got marine life eating things and stuff like that. Okay, but the biggest problem I have with this film, and it's just like what the well, I can't say because my children are upstairs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Right. All the way through this, right, they've got to find a person who's got a dagger, and the dagger will lead you to the Wayfinder, which will lead you to the planet, which will lead you to Palpatine, right? Right. Right. Here we go. Ray, Ray arrives on the planet. She's got the dagger. She stands in a certain point. She looks at the dagger. She pulls this thing out of the hilt, which turns into a, like, a semi-crescent. She goes, oh, hang on. She holds it up. And it's got the silhouette of the ruins of the Death Star. <laughs> yeah, what's then, up with that? Which then points to the Emperor's room. So she has got to 
this dagger has got the imprint of the remains of the Death Star, right? Which only works if you're standing a certain distance away from those ruins in a certain point for that to work. That's a damn to good which point. I say, <laughs> BS. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I, and, and when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But you're right. Over 30 years, it's, it's still... It's, it fell to that planet in the same way and it stayed that way for... If she was 20 feet away, <laughs> that would not work. Yeah, she's like, the, we're lost. We're never going to find this place. Yeah. <laughs> that is... um, That is a flaw. <laughs> yeah. um, it's nonsense. But it, Chewie and Han made up for thing. it. Oh, of course. Of okay. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if this happened before all of this... Well, I, I, let's let's before before I, I want to talk about like the other guys going to the other planet with Zori Bliss and all that kind of stuff. Right. But the lightsaber battle uh, between uh, Kylo and uh, Ray, <clears throat> I I had heard people say this is the one of the greatest lightsaber battles of the of the entire saga. And I, for me, no. I was like, no, no not really, no, uh, not at all. I was like, it's 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 actually it's. I would mark it of, of of the nine movies. I would say I would say this movie probably has the l- lowest rankings in, in terms of lightsaber battles. There's a very little lightsaber uh, action. It's a in lot this of jumping film. and hopping here and there. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't. I swing, I block. You swing, I block. That's that's yeah. kind of that's kind of what what it was. But in this, yeah, like the, the battles are real, yeah. real, real short and really not very memorable. I mean, the setting for this one is very cool. I mean, it makes it to the poster. It, it made it to the, the the trailer. It looks very cool, but it's yeah. very short, and it's kind of like, all right, well, there it is. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to that other planet then, Chris. Shall we? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go. This is the scene in the trailer where we saw three PO. I want to look at you, all my friends, one last time, and that was emotional in the trailer. But I don't think it was as emotional during the movie time. No. Because it's undone. Later on, he gets his memory back. Okay. So what's the point? I would much preferred it if they wiped his memory so he can actually, you know, speak the thing. And then he becomes an evil. And and stays evil? And stays it. And they have to get rid of him. I would have preferred that more. I'm crying now over that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it, uh, I, I mean, I like the planet. I thought the planet was cool. It reminded me of like World War Two, you yeah. know, Nazi occupied thing with like the the searchlights and the snow and everything. So yeah, I, I felt I felt like we were in like in Nazi Germany, which which, which I, I thought the setting was cool. I don't know about you guys. I like Zori Bliss. I like um, it too. Yeah, I do. Yeah, definitely. I like I like the look of her. I think she's hot. I actually I'm I'm standing here or I'm sitting here with my oh, Zori man. Bliss McDonald's toy. <laughs> Tim, put it down. Me. Tim, put it down. Why am um, I not surprised? <laughs> but I I think I think I think she's a she's a very cool looking character. I'm I'm glad that we never actually saw her whole face. She kept no. she she kept true to the character by keeping it on. Um, and I, I I found her to be interesting. And and she 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 brought up a bunch of stuff. Uh, about Poe's past, but again, why wouldn't Poe mention this stuff to? Mm. Again, they've sat around a table drinking coffee 
and no one said, Hey, what did you do before the resistance? Mm. You know, Oh, you like, he, I don't think he, 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 he could, he could have talked about Zori bliss. And he, uh, I don't think he should be ashamed of being a spice runner. I think, uh, I think it, it would explain a lot about his past. I had to talk about that. Like I was a different guy back then. You know, mm, I, yeah. I, I, I had a job to do. It's and almost to, like what Eric was saying earlier. They, they, they kind of like, there's so much shit going on. They don't have time to sit down and have coffee. <laughs> they've had, they, they've, they've been hanging out for years and they haven't never once like said, Hey, what did, you know, they don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Communication. They just don't talk to each other. Right, right, right. You know, nobody knows anything about anybody. Um, so, yeah, that was another thing that, that didn't make sense. Like, they wouldn't know that he was a Spice Runner. I'm like, come on. But I, I liked I liked the plan. I liked the scene. I liked, and I, I'm, I'm not sure you guys feel, I do really like Babu Freak. I think Babu Freak <laughs> is awesome. No, no, no. I knew no, Eric no, was no, not no. going to like it. I had no problem. I thought he was a nice little little comedy thing. Oh, look at that guy. I, I had no problem with him. It, it's incredible. Over Christmas, okay, I I had not seen the film, but my brother had and my son had, and they had a discussion over Christmas dinner about how <laughs> awesome this person is, okay? And it's like, so they built it up for me, and it, and when I saw it, it's like, well, he, if anything, reminds me of the little worm in Labyrinth. You know? I, I can see that. Yeah. And it's like, well, is that it? Is that all? But he was but, so heavy with speak, and how he looked, and how he was like... Nah, just like there, nah. and he kept popping up in the, was, in the, in the and the voice. The voice was moaning Myrtle <laughs> from uh, Harry Potter. How can you go wrong with well, that? Yeah, she's she's the she's the ghost that haunts the bathroom. No, no, not for me. And I I like the fact that you know Creepio's uh, eyes turn red. Yeah, for that. But I, I I would have liked it if that had been the end because we had this whole thing about you know this i, I want to take one last look at my friends i think if we were going to have a death then kill c3po here you know they have to terminate mm-hmm. him because he's turned to the dark side that that would have crushed that would have crushed us yeah but you would have got more emotionally out of it wouldn't you yes this is very true and can i can i say do you r2d2 do you think he was hardly used in this movie I think he, he was, was hardly used. It, it, he was used more than the last one, but yes. that's what I'm saying. With Disney Star Wars, at the end of this film, all the people that were there at the beginning of the film, good guy-wise, are still there. You know, it would have been made more impact if C-3PO had died here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not denying that. I, I would have, I would have cried more. But yes, give yeah. Anthony Daniels his death scene. Give him his death scene. Yeah. All right. So, Chris, what happens after that? What happens after that, Tim? They're, they're, when do we start? They they, well, they have this, a speech, isn't that when they're they're you know they're generals now, Finn and Poe are generals. Yeah. And they're having and they're trying to make a plan of what we're going to do, and then that's when the whole I got a plan, you know, to use horses <laughs> on top of uh, oh. start. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another problem I've got with this. Uh horses in Star Wars. Oh dear. But they use elephants in Star Wars back in the New Hope. Yeah. Oh, true, true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> They're just smaller horses. Uh, 
<laughs> I mean, I, it, again, visual. It was it was it was ridiculous, but visually, it was still kind of interesting. I mean, and, and again, we saw it, we saw it in the trailer, but it, it was kind of interesting to see a ground attack on a ship on a uh, on a star destroyer, whether they were using uh, horses or not. I, I don't know. I, Do it you, didn't bother me. It made sense. What is the deal? Like, can can you breathe? Like. What's are they so close to the planet they can still breathe? Yeah, okay. they're in the upper atmosphere. Okay, you know? I, I had questions about that thing. How are they breathing yeah. on this ship? But yeah. all right, the uh, the horses. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> ground battle on the on the ship I thought was was cool. Um, it didn't it didn't bother me. I oh I, shit. I, I do. And I, I didn't we miss the whole Ray going to the to Luke. Isn't that all before this? Oh, that's before that. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. rewind. That's yes. Yeah. Yeah, let's go back and when she finally is doing what Luke did, she goes back to and burns Kylo's ship and throws a lightsaber in and what yeah. happens? I had no idea they were going to go back there. No idea at all. And, and she, she and she was pitching a whiny. I mean, <laughs> I, I, th- I think we've all done this where we get upset and we're like, "I'm, st- I'm not going to do anything, and I'm going to run away, and I'm going to sit back, and I don't care." And, and that was her moment. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to do what you did. Yeah. And this yeah. is Mark. This was this was um, uh, Abrams apologizing for throwing a saber over his shoulder. Yep. Totally. Jedi's weapon deserves more respect right. than that. Yep, that's <laughs> two fingers, or yeah. in America, that's one finger <laughs> up to uh, Ryan Johnson, isn't it? Yes. Totally. Yes. yes. And when and when she even said, "I'm going to do what you did," and he and his first line was, "Well, I was wrong." Yep. So everything yep. that he did that would piss us off in the other movie, he said, "Well, I was wrong." Yeah. And that's the next time I get emotional to see Luke. As Luke, this is the Luke Skywalker we should have seen. Yeah, shame he's dead, but right. <laughs> you know. We uh, uh, now that 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 is one of my issues with, um, with uh, with Last Jedi. Well, I, I remember talking with with people about it, and and I I thought that the the whole idea of Luke running away didn't bother me, but the fact that he was such a curmudgeon when she got there, yeah, and Basically, she gets there, and, and, and we're, we're going back to Last Jedi, and she says, hey, everyone's dying. Your sister needs you. And he's like, I can't leave. Yeah. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, I mean, literally, you can leave and save and help save lives, or you can stay here, and your sister and everybody is going to die. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's time to let old things die. I'm like, oh, you, you old poop. Oh, come on. It's like, just... So, all he had to do in the last one was get off his ass, come help. It would it would have made that last movie that much better. He would he still be in a lot? He could still sacrifice himself in that one. Uh, but yeah, this 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 is a little redemption, but kind of a little too little too late in in a lot of ways. We never Luke Luke never really was a formidable presence in this. And this is the Skywalker saga. Let's not forget, this is the Skywalker saga. He's Skywalker, and we we never we never really got what we what what we deserve to have gotten. Yeah, uh, true. To be honest, when it came to Luke, uh, he had he had his hero moment, but again, 
Should have been better. Yeah. Well, when he when she was saying, you know, you have to go, you have to go, and he's she's like, well, I don't have any way. I, I you know, I burned Kylo's ship and all. Did you want her to use the force to bring out the next wing, or when he did it, it's what you wanted? Like when when you, when he was doing it in Empire and he can't do it, and then Yoda did it for him. Did yeah. you want Ray to try and like I can't do it? Then Luke came in and said, "Here, move over, hold my beer," and then and then he did it, kind of thing. Yeah. Hey. But didn't didn't he take one of his wings and use it as the door for his hut? On, no. Uh, I thought no. I thought the door I thought the door was part of his X wing. No, I, I forget. So. Either mm. way, this had four wings on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did, and this is my second emotional moment. Yeah, to just see that um, um, X-wing come up with the John Williams score from mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back. That got me as well. Yeah, I was a mess too. Like, and then seeing Luke, which the way Mark Hamill is holding out his hand and smiles at Ray, sometimes just didn't look right. <laughs> 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 but. It was still cool though, seeing it all covered with with um, seaweed and water just just pouring down. It was an emotional scene too for me, Eric. Yep, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, loved at, it. And the th- fact she wears his helmet, yes, he he kept the helmet yeah. in the X wing as well. Yeah. Yes, and when they when they say, oh, that's an old old ship number, and it's oh, it's um, it's it looks like it was X wing. I got chills. I'm like, oh, that's you haven't yeah. heard that in so long, you know? Yeah, to hear Red Five, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right so where where else are we in the film? I guess now is when Poe and Hulva's fleet come in to try to... It's two things at once. Like, Ray is there, is, oh, is the okay. Emperor, and yeah. and Ben now is there. I'm not going to say Kylo, because Kylo is now dead, and now it's Ben Solo. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I like the fact that Lando is the person who sent out into the galaxy to say, Oi, come on, you need us. Come along with us. We need your help. Otherwise, you're going to die because every Star Destroyer now has a planet uh, destroying capability. You need someone charismatic, don't you? So Mm -hmm. I I like that that Lando went out to do that. Well, that's the thing. Like when when Poe, when everyone was, you know, we're jumping. Whenever the Emperor is lightening the whole sky and the ships are falling and everything, I had a little problem. Poe just met Lando two hours ago. Yeah, so he's he's on a thing, and everyone's like, well, "What should we do, pal?" He's like, "I don't know. This is it. You know, I don't know what to say." You know, and then then you hear Lando's voice saying, "Well, you got friends, or you have us." Why you you just met Poe? Like Poe yeah. shouldn't have the emotion that the audience felt because we all love Lando and seeing thirty thousand yeah. ships come in there to kick some serious ass. I teared up then too. Tell you the truth, I think Disney have totally cribbed from another Disney, you know, the Marvel, the whole, um, you know, Avengers Endgame, well, with the whole, you know, look to your left. Yeah, on your left, yeah. Yeah, that is what it is. And this is my next emotional moment when you see the whole, (laughs) um, you you know, um, screen filled with... Starships, just people in, you know. too, which was great. You know, were they yep. a navy? No, it's it's just people. Yep, that was chilling. I, I had tears, and then and the the way the Falcon just flies in a little bit, and 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 the and the, the effects of Lando and Chewie in the little cockpit area. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's it's very emotional for for us. Yeah, what do you think, Tim? 
Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 an emotional it's an emotional scene. Um, but again, Lando is just there. Uh, I like I, I I like that he came back. He was sitting down too. <laughs> yes, he was. He was. He was. He was comfortably seated. Yes. Um, but I did I, that that scene of that scene of seeing all those ships come in was something else. It it, it really and I, and I keep looking at the ships. I'm like, what's that ship? What's that ship? What's that ship? And you keep looking and trying to identify different ships uh, from the past. And off, off the top of my head, I can't remember all. So I I do remember seeing a medical frigate. Yeah, there's yeah, so much. There's rumors there. of of the rebel ship on there. There's so many rumors of what's yeah. on there, but it yeah, goes no, by so, so uh, quick. The ghost is definitely, yeah. definitely there, and um, the razor crest or whatever it's called from Mandalorian is in there as well. Uh, I gotta, I gotta yeah. pause that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, next time I see it, I'm gonna really pay attention. But I, I, I'm sure that when it comes out, the, there'll, there'll be a screen grab of that, and someone will put like yeah. they'll, they'll mark what each and every ship is. Uh, let's go. There. Let's go down to the planet because I want to talk about a scene which you can tell it's Han Solo's son. Maybe I'm just reading into it. When when Ben finally gets there and he's running around shooting the bag, I don't even know what those things are. Um, the new Emperor Royal Guards, whatever. He points behind him, doesn't even look, and fires yep. a shot. Isn't that what Han did in Force Awakens? Episode seven, totally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I thought, I was like, oh, that's hot, son. That's so cool. I was, you know, a nerd right there for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So when they finally, when they finally meet the Emperor, what do you, what do you guys think of, of this scene? Like, like the Emperor hanging on that little, you know, forklift, whatever's pushing him around. Visually, um, yeah. it is awesome. Yeah. But I do want to talk about one thing. We mm-hmm. learn that, um, uh, Snoke. Oh, yeah. Is a clone. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> but how did he become supreme leader? Um, this is this is this is what we don't know yet. Okay, it's like okay, it's one thing to be a clone. So but the clone would have had to have been around uh, for a while. Really been around for a while. Yeah, it would have I mean, had to have worked its way. You don't just all of a sudden come appear and become supreme leader. The the clone would have had to have like started out like mopping floors. Um so the the Emperor, if if he was playing his long game, probably shortly after he died in Return of the Jedi, he would have had to have created this Snoke character yep. to work its way up as a as a you know a soldier, a captain a major, a general, uh, this one, because you you can't you can't just go from A to Z without all the letters in between. And people would have had to have been supporting him. Uh, he would have had to play the political game, which which Palpatine is smart with. But at the same time, you got to have people helping you. And we it it just made it seem like Snoke just appeared one day and says, "I'm the leader." I'm yes. the captain now. That's a good mm-hmm. point. <laughs> the captain. That's a good point, so, Tim. It, it 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 makes absolutely no sense. Uh, the the supremely and and did we see all these clones of these dead dead Snokes? Did Snoke look that way the whole time? Was he this weird, disgusting, scarred thing? Or when he was the original Snoke, did he come out looking like was it was it Bradley Cooper? Yeah, uh, that's a good point, Tim. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Is the Sith that actually disfigures you, you know, those two in the, um, you know, in the, in the, um, container there, 
they've been disfigured already. Okay, yeah. it's the Sith that uh, disfigures you. But before we get to this, um, the whole um, you know um, Ray dying thing, right? Right. And yeah. then Kylo brings her back to life using the Force power, right? I didn't believe that for one mo- moment because if 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 Ray dies, she would disappear, wouldn't she, and become a Force ghost? In theory, yeah, that's a good point too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, because that's what happens to Kylo shortly, doesn't it? But I'm trying to think, like, why she dies because she gets so drained out, she uses all of her energy against the Emperor, and that's why she just collapses. Yeah, and then he, he- um, Kylo should not disappear. Kylo is not, was never, was I'll, I'll say this again, was never. A Jedi Knight right. was never a Jedi Master. Was never a master of the light side. He should not but have disappeared. You, but hear me out. He wasn't Kylo then. He was Ben. But Ben Ben Solo was never a Jedi Knight. <laughs> ben Solo was never a Jedi Master. Where does it was say always, that? Ben Solo was it, always a Padawan. How do you know that? Where does it say that he was not a Jedi Knight? I don't have the text in front of me. <laughs> but I don't I don't believe he was a Jedi Knight. I think I think he was I think he was still a student. I think he was still technically a Padawan right. at the time of his change. Um so uh, you, you, you know just just because you know you quit you quit school at 7th grade, you know, you don't you don't get a diploma when you decide I'm going to go back to school. True, true. This All is of true. It's like, well, well, you know what? We're going to we're going to skip the rest of that. Here's your diploma. Right. Here's here's your you have a master's degree. Okay. Eric, I'm All afraid right. to ask yeah. you um when they kissed, what do you think? I had less of a reaction than a lot of the things I've seen on YouTube where people scream and holler okay. and stuff. Me too. Um, it, it didn't... There, there was a lot of there was a lot of cheering in in my yeah. theater for that. I'm like, well, Mine why? Too. Yeah. She witnessed she witnessed him kill his own father and toss him over the ledge of, of a thing. She's she saw him shoot a ship that dis, uh, that his mother was on and had her sucked down in space yeah. and left for dead. This is a piece of shit guy. I know I know it's Kylo Ren and Ben. I know that's it's supposed to be two different things. Right. But at the same time, this guy this guy is a mass murdering monster. Yeah. And this is why the person can't live. It's the same as Darth Vader. If yeah. Darth Vader had lived at the end of Return of the Jedi, he's got all that knowledge and memories of all the people he killed when he wasn't Anakin and he's Darth Vader. And it would be the same thing with Ben and Kylo. You know, he's got yeah. to die. You can't live with that, you know, weight upon you. Well, the, that and, and society doesn't, m- most people don't know the difference between. You know, oh, you're a different person when you're a Sith. He would have to. He would have to pay for war crimes. He would. They would. Yeah. They would kick a. They would. They would hang him and kick a rickety stool out from underneath him. Yeah. Uh, it, it would have been. It would have been like that uh, for him had he what? had he not died. Uh, a quote: "Hero's death." Why did Leia fade the same time Kylo faded, or Ben faded? I'm sorry. It's all uh, energy to turn him back to the. Uh... To the light. So she was me? almost with him, in him, or around him the whole yes. time until that moment. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
The thing about that scene when Leia finally goes, you know, R two D two is oh. there. I would, I would have liked it if she had put a hand out and actually touched him. You know, touched R two D two. That would have been sweet. You know, yes, that would have been nice. But the way R two leaned in and does his rocking cry sound. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah, that was rough. Yeah, but I I like the way I like the way they've done this. The way they've got you know um, an end to Princess Leia. I think they've done it very well. Yeah, it was it was yeah. a really. They they handled everything that that we hated about Carrie Fisher's passing. They 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 made it like it almost helped us. Yeah, if this it. film had started with Leia is dead, yeah, you know, during a an attack on blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, if it would have said the dead speak, including Princess Leia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we that, wouldn't have liked that, would no, we? No, and I, I think I think this is fitting. I personally, and I said this when Last Jedi came out, they had the perfect opportunity to yes. kill yeah. her in a meaningful way. Yeah, yeah. In that one, and I, I, I still stand by that. I, I would have preferred, for story wise, I would have preferred her to have died in Last Jedi than to have lived and to have. It, it, her death was a little awkward, but again, they're working with what they had. Her death was a little awkward. It sort of, sort of seemed like she was fine and dandy, and then all of a sudden she just kind of slowly walks to a bed and lays down and and dies. Um, yeah. So that was like uh, okay. Do you know like yeah. how in this one Emperor wanted Ray to to strike him down, so then all the the whole audience and the on the Sith can can you know join and be in her body, whatever. Is that what was like the idea in Return of the Jedi? Like if Luke strikes him down. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But this one, you know, in this scene where it's like, you know, strike me down because when I die, I'm going to go into you too. You have thousands of people, you know, in that auditorium. You know, are they really there? Because when it all goes wrong, yeah. they turn to stone almost immediately. Are they actually there? Or are they spirits or what? I thought they were spirits, and then I, I'm thinking, I'm telling myself, these are all the evil Sith. Like, so I think Darth Maul is over there somewhere. I think yeah. Count Dooku's over there somewhere. Like, everything that we've seen and, and whatnot, they're all just waiting this sounds horrible to go inside Ray. It's, it's all of his. It's all of his dead. It's all of Palpatine's dead Padawan since Episode One. Right. But do you think that would have been better when Palpatine says, "I am all the Sith"? We would have seen some of the Sith, and when you know Ray says, "I am all of the Jedi," we've had this. You know, it's a wonderful life moment where she looks up at the stars and you hear the voices. Yeah. But yeah. I think it would have been better. Couldn't we just have seen those people as those did they you, said those lines? Did you want like a montage of like remember Qui Gon yeah. in this? Yeah? yeah, because if I had seen all those Jedi's, you know, be it you know Ben Qui Gon, whoever, ah- Ahsoka, whoever. Yeah. If I'd seen them there, Ahsoka, of course, is a you know a, a cartoon version, but. But you know the voice artist that did it as Ahsoka. Ashley Eckstein would have been great. Yeah, that would have had so much more impact that Ray sees these people instead of a few pinpricks of light. That would have had. I'm with, I, I'm with you. I'm like, if been you on the floor. Yeah, if you would have seen like maybe they're all the spirit ghosts are all behind her, and they and you see them all like just like merge into Ray. 
Yes. When, when, yeah. when you say because we've got Jedi. Mace Windu in there. We've got Yoda, and, yeah. and they are lines, and that's good. The actors actually, you know, recorded those lines. But if you had seen them, and they all combined, and then that would have given it far more impact. Well, I'm going off here. This is a really side story, which Tim asked me the other day. Tim, shut up. I'm going to ask Eric only. You keep <laughs> you keep your mouth shut, Eric. You just shut your trap. We, you know how Tim and I get our poster signed, okay? Yeah. Rise of Skywalker. If you yeah. were us, would you have Hayden, Sam Jackson, Ashley Eckstein, uh, Mark Hamill? Well, duh, he's in it. Every Jedi spoken in that moment. They're not really in the movie. Would you have them sign your poster? Go. They're in the movie. Yes. But absolutely. it's just their voices. It could be Rich Little doing their voices. They're in, they're in the movie. So, yes. Oh, shit. That's, that's a lot of autographs. <laughs> <water break. laughs> you got yeah, a, a bit of space around. Yes. That's a lot of autographs, Tim. Yeah. It is. Well, I mean, it gives me a reason to get in Freddie Prince Jr.'s line. It gives yeah. me a there reason to get uh, Ashley Eckstein again. It gives me a reason to uh, go and get Olivia Dabo. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to ask. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, the end of the film, do you think this is fitting for the end of nine films? This film is the um, culmination of nine films. Which goes, which goes back to Tatooine? Yep. I kind of did. I kind of did, like, maybe the, when she first lands on the Falcon and walks over and looks down, I would love to see that shot side-by-side side where Mark Hamill walked over and looked down because it kind of looks almost identical. Yep. And the whole bearing, the both lightsabers, and then Luke and Leia's Force Ghosts are there and everything, and she finally says, I'm, I'm Ray Skywalker. I did like how it ended, and then the music and the sun, the twin sons and BB-8 and her, and it ends. I had no problem with it. Okay. Do you think it would have been better if Anakin was a Force Ghost? People were. Yes. I, I did hear that. Yeah, I I agree. They they should have had had him there next next to Luke and Leia. They, yes. Um, Anakin should have shown up in this movie when to help turn uh, Kylo back to the the light side because Kylo worshipped Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. If Kylo had an opportunity to talk with Anakin Skywalker himself. We might not have even had this whole problem. Like, honestly, like, what, what, what the hell? Just talk to the dude. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you get like, like, like you, you see, Anakin's there. He's floating. He's like, oh, boo, boogity boo, and uh, he looks down at Kylo Ren, and he sees Kylo Ren going down the same path. Kylo Ren is sensitive to the Force, Um, so you know, poke out and say, hey, dude. Uh, that that guy that I over there, Darth Vader, that I used to be, is a total dick. Yeah, ignore him. Yeah, don't listen to that dude. See Han Solo over here that's trying to help you. Listen yep. to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's uh, and do I think this is a sign? It's the end. You know, we don't it, it, in the in the end. Um, when it comes to the sequel trilogy, I'll, I'll say this: I'm glad we have Star Wars. I'd rather have poor Star Wars movies than no Star Wars at all. 
Yeah. But I don't I don't foresee myself going back and watching this trilogy uh, very much in the future. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? I, I think Tim makes a, a great point in all. Yes, I give me Star Wars. I don't care if it is bad, which will, you know, us fans too, though, we, Star Wars fans, love Star Wars so much that we'll bitch about anything. Mm, like, true. we all can have fine problems and, and, and complain about what we're seeing because it's not what we wanted or we had a different idea of a certain character, but I I could watch these movies, not as much as the original trilogy, no, not at all, but every once in a while, I, I would like to go back and see the characters that I loved as a child again. Mm. I... I'll take the prequels over over this one. The prequels are, I, I feel a little more cohesive. I feel there's a better payoff. Even even Attack of the Codes, which still ranks as, if I had to, if I had to make the lowest movie, still ranks as the as the worst of the I of agree. the lot. Still, there's there's still some 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 good payoffs in that. Uh, more so than uh, than these movies, which are which are a little disjointed. I know Tim. I know you hate ranking movies, but can you rank these new three? These the the three new trilogy uh, of the three. Like what? What is my first? Yeah, what is Force my... Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. How do you rank those three? Last Jedi, Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I go. I, I go seven, nine, eight. I'm with. Yeah. What's that? Force Awakens, Rise, and yes. then yeah, that's, that's how I rank them, Eric. I, yeah. Last Jedi, I, 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 while I didn't the Luke stuff, I, I was not a fan of. I thought, I thought the deconstruction. I thought, uh, I liked the, initially. I liked the Snoke thing, dying and not knowing anything about him. But then when we find out more about him in the next one, it lessens it a little bit. Uh, it's like oh, well, um. So when we find out more about him, I'm like, eh. um, I like the style. I like the stylization. I actually watched the Last Jedi uh, two days before I went to the movie. Um, the fight scenes, especially with the the the, the guards, unbelievable. Yeah, and that's I, and cool I liked scene. I liked the moments between Kylo and Rey where they could speak to each other uh, across the galaxy, and I thought I thought that connection was really great and. Unfortunately, they didn't really uh, do much with it. That more, they they could have done more with it in in this one. Uh, and also, and I and and also in the Last Jedi, I liked the idea that Ray came from nothing. Um, I, I I don't. She's not a Skywalker. Um, I don't like the idea that everyone has to be connected. I liked the idea, and they and and. I like the idea that, you know, yes, this spark of redemption, this Jedi, this new chosen one can just come from nothing. It doesn't have to have a family relation to anything, doesn't have, you know, doesn't have to have, you know, who are her parents? Who cares who her parents are? She's the Jedi. Um, and, and to have this lazy script writing and say, oh, well, now, yeah, she's got to be related to somebody. Well, why don't we make her related to Palpatine? It's like I just find that sloppy, and it it le- it it lessens the impact. And I think the idea that anybody can be great uh, was sort of the theme of uh, the Last Jedi. You, at the end, even at the end of the Last Jedi, you have that little stable boy 
you see use the force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the broom, yeah. Which I thought was a genius shot. It, it, it was kind of was reiterating that the hope of the galaxy does not necessarily rest in the children of our leaders. It could be someone. Yeah. It could be a nobody. And they completely threw that out the window uh, to the detriment of the story, to the detriment of the the, the meaning behind what what I had hoped that this trilogy could have showed us. So in the end, it's it, it really is. Well, a lot of people really like it. It really is. It's a subtle middle finger to the face of the fans, in in my opinion. Very subtle. And, and if and if if you if you like her being a Palpatine, by all means, enjoy it. That's 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 your prerogative. I just think, I just think it 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 really lessened the the story and really lessened the the impact of what could have been uh, in the end, and which which makes me like the trilogy just that much less. What about you, Eric? What's wow. your final thoughts? <laughs> I know. How, how do you follow that? Right. Follow that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. For me, yeah, I the orig- original trilogy is always going to be the one for me, okay? And um, personally, I think it's a daft way to end the Sci- Skywalker saga. If you had gone on a different way for three films, that's fine. Um, but really, for me, the Skywalker saga ended with Return of the Jedi, you know, the redemption of Darth Vader. That was the end of it. You know, right. don't bring him back. Um, it's been enjoyable, the last three films, some of them more than others. Um, but, yeah, we've got to where we are. Let's see what happens next. Right. Okay. Christopher? You. No, <laughs> I already did. I I think I'm, I agree with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's the original trilogy is will always be my my favorite, but I I loved I loved the seeing the characters that I loved as a kid come back and all and and everything. But but you know I had problems with each one. But like Tim said, like I'd rather have something out there the Star Wars to watch and enjoy than absolutely nothing. Like we did for yep. from after Jedi came out, we had to wait until you know uh, Phantom Menace and all and stuff. But if if Star Wars is is in the title, I'm gonna go see it. I'm, I'm actually more excited now for what's coming now that we've got this bullshit out of the way. <laughs> yeah. What for? Uh, because I loved Rogue One. I'm loving The Mandalorian. So I'm I'm liking this idea that in a couple years, three years or so, I think they 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 they, they hinted at that we're going to get um, something that has nothing to do with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, to to have these brand new stories, new settings all new characters. That's what I'm excited for. I, we had to get through all this, this rigmarole, uh, which could have been better, which I'd hope would be better. But now that it's done, I'm straight eyes to the horizon, man. I'm, I, I can't wait. Right. Yeah. And it's down to you. If you choose to just watch the original trilogy or whatever, it's up to you. Right. You, mm-hmm. you get what you want from it. Don't you? Right. Yeah. And, it's just like what you like. You know, everyone has yeah. has their own, their own opinion, and and doesn't mean I'm wrong, you're wrong, Tim's wrong, yeah. Tim, Tim always wrong. But well, Chris, Chris, you are wrong. You are wrong. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping out of it. <laughs> but um, well, uh, Eric, b- before we say goodbye after this long, long episode, tell us about you're a big part of Neo Zaz family. Tell us what you're doing and 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 what you want to what do you want to say. 
Okay. All right. Well, Neozaz, um, I'm part of Neozaz. I do effectively speaking, you know, the podcast devoted to special effects on films where they be really bloody good or average or really rather rubbish. Um, I'm doing a new um, one coming up. But before we do that, we've got to get rid of Blake Seven in character, which is my other podcast. That's going to finish about springtime. We've got a new podcast Ooh. coming up, Chris, which I think you will like. I'm a, so what, I gotta wait. I don't. I don't even know anything about you this. You have. You don't know anything about this. Okay, this is an exclusive to this podcast. All Ooh. right. Um, when oh our second podcast ends sometime in the spring chris we have a new podcast that you might just well be interested in okay i i okay i know i hear i think i know what it is and you don't. is it the is it the mel gibson uh, it's called it's called the mel gibson podcast the smoking section mel is a word oh see oh. i want to say it's a mad max thing but i don't want to say because i could be wrong I can't say. I know you can't say, and it's killing me now. <laughs> Stop this conversation now. <laughs> Done. Done. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, chaps. Yeah. Eric, thank you. Thank you for, thank you. for right. you know, being the voice of, of reason sometimes, because Tim and I sometimes <laughs> go, yeah, you're right. Yeah, That's you're right. the first time I've ever been called that. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, chaps. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See you soon. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information. 